Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a very special episode of the Football Fig Nuts podcast. Why is it special? Because this is episode number 150. It is our season three finale. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And if you're keeping track at home, yes, this is season three, episode 50, number 150 overall. And for the first time in this podcast history, we are on schedule. Can you for believe a it, folks? I cannot believe <laughs> it. We schedule 50 episodes over 52 weeks, and every year we somehow screw it up and have to get caught up. This year we screwed it up, but we were able to get caught up because some we were stuck home. Yeah, so we that had helped. a couple of weeks where we just recorded an extra episode <laughs> and got ourselves back on schedule. 150 episodes. Can you believe it? Wow, I'm impressed. I'm I'm shocked we're still we're still not like banned from every podcast site. <laughs> but you know what? Let's start where we always start. Bush. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? Uh tonight in my fridge, um I had a can of uh broken skull IPA left because I haven't been to the store recently, so you know just drinking what and I by got. By store you mean my house to get beer. There's that too. I was going to drop off beer for Craig today because I was actually going to be in his area. And he was just like, yeah, I'm at work. And I'm like, oh, you had to go in? He goes, no, no, I'm, I'm on calls all day. I'm like, oh, okay. So I have a can gifted to us by the source himself. Wow. From the new brewery up in Newtown, New Asylum Brewing Company. This is called Counting the Days. And I only have one of them, so sorry. Hey, it happens. I've not tried this yet, so I just popped it open. Let's give it a quick sip. You've had Broken Skull before. Tell people about Broken I have. Skull. So Broken Skull is uh, by El Segundo Brewing. Uh, it's Steve Austin, Broken Skull IPA. Now, it's not what you would normally think of an IPA because this is a West Coast-style IPA. So if you're into the like really hoppy strong kind of IPAs this is not it this is not something I would drink all the time hmm. the counting the days it is a very decent hoppy IPA up front but the back end is just pure bitterness hmm. and not even like hoppy bitterness like I'm trying to even think of how like to describe this. Pine tar. I don't know what pine tar tastes like. Is pine tar bitter? And how would you know that? <laughs> That's not a board. It's not. It's not. It's it's like um, it's like a vinegary bitterness hmm. on the back end. If you like really bitter beers, and you actually might like this because you do like some of those English styles that are really bitter on the back end. Um, but yeah, is it? I'll give it a three and a half. Is it like when you first had a road to ruin? Like, I think I liked you, road. Did you like was, it when I you first not. had it? Because I did. I did not. You were there the first time I had the road to ruin, and I almost yeah. fell out of the chair and had a convulsion. <laughs> and it's it's easily the most drink drunk beer in this house. It's drunk, drank, drunk, drinking, drunken, Drink, drinking, drunken, drunken beer. It is the most. Where's Tom? Our buddy Tom is always correcting our grammar. <laughs> The one time he's not he's not here. Like he, he's probably yeah. at my door going talking to my wife going, go in there and tell him the proper term is. So Yeah, yeah I, it's not terrible, but you have to like bitter ends and I don't like hmm. 
I don't like the bitterness at the back end of it, but that's all right. I've got another beer in the bag anyway, and I will I will drink this. It's not terrible. It's just not something I would reach for all the time. So, all right, let's talk some burning hot takes. 150 <laughs> episodes, 100 and – well, there were a couple episodes we haven't done burning hot takes. But, you know, a boatload of burning hot takes. I want to hear a couple new ones. Craig, are you giving or receiving tonight? Uh, this week, I'll receive. Receive, eh? Let's talk about our good personal friend, HaHa ha Clinton Dix. <laughs> okay. Did you see the video? <clears throat> oh, with him at the bear? Yes. Yes. Okay. So my question for you on the burning hot take is, all right, so those of you who may not have seen this, go look it up. Go into a computer, go onto the Google or the YouTube, as some of the old people like to say, and search HaHa ha Clinton Dix. D-I-X is his last name, Bear. And you're going to find a video which shows a security camera outside of Mr. Dix's home. It's going to show two bears, a cub and an adult, I'm presuming the mama bear, wandering around just kind of like, hey, what's this over here? Is there anything for us to eat over here? Because, you know, we're hungry. And from the far side of the screen, Mr. Dix comes riding in on a scooter. Not like a Segway, but like an actual motorized scooter. There's a car in this, like, it's almost like a carport. And the car is blocking both the bear and Haha's view. <laughs> From each other. <laughs> From each other. Obviously, the, you see the bears freeze. They obviously can hear the noise because it's, it looks like an electric scooter. And the moment he clears that back bumper and they see each other simultaneously, I don't know. It, th- <clears throat> this is where my question is. Haha bolts. He does. To the point where the scooter <clears throat> mm-hmm. keeps going without him. <laughs> The bears run like holy hell the opposite way. Craig, mm-hmm. more surprised. Ha ha Clinton Dix or the bears? Uh, I'm going to say Clinton Dix because the bears heard him. They just didn't know what it was. I'm going to agree with you and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. This is a very simple reason. <laughs> you watch the video to its absolute end. The mama bear goes all the way to the end of the carport. The cub just goes. Oh, it, the cub it is like, leaves. I am out. <laughs> it's gone. But the mother gets to the edge of the shot and turns around like, did that just happen? <laughs> and when she turns around, haha, Clinton Dix is nowhere to be seen. It's gone. It's just a scooter. He, he, yeah, the scooter is like laying on the ground. The wheels are spinning. <clears throat> it's it, Everyone's fine. It was just a spook moment. It, he shared it with like, the world because he thought it was funny. If... You literally could have seen the Looney Tunes dust cloud from where uh, Clinton Dix was. Yep. Yep. And we don't get a look at his face because, A, it's a security camera, so it's not exactly, like, high def. And, B, he's he's got his back to the camera as he enters the scene. So, but I can only imagine he was just like, oh, shit, and just, like, dropped the scooter and bolted. Because the last thing you want is an angry mama bear. And I don't know if that's what ran through his head. But his reaction was absolutely appropriate. Yes. <laughs> go the other freaking way. Stop what you're doing and go the other freaking way. All right. So what do you got for me? Well, for me, uh, it involves your friend, Dak Prescott. Oh, my dear, my dear personal friend. <laughs> he signed an exclusive franchise, franchise, franchise tag. Yes. Before they could re- withdraw it. Yes. Uh so he's getting three point or I'm sorry, thirty one point four million for this deal. <clears throat> you freaking do you do you think this helps 
Dak in any way stay with the Cowboys after this year? Do you think? No, because. All right, go on. Just, Sorry, well, I, I was going to say, is he just is he just done knowing that he's not going to get the contract he wanted because he wanted to opt for that shorter contract so he can get out of it if he wanted to, and they were like, no. Well, no, no, he he wanted a fifth year. Right, I had it. So that's right. I had it reversed. They want to be able to get out. Um, but he he wanted he wanted a fifth year, and they were like, no. And he was like, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> and and I saw an article this week where the the Cowboys went to the media because again, Jerry Jones is going to tell you everything about Jerry Jones's Cowboys through the media presented by Jerry Jones. That's right. And in it, he was like, the Cowboys are... And so the staff, air quotes, leaked that they were shocked that Dak would be so insistent on this fifth year. Frankly, so am I. And I'll tell you why. Because we all know all the money in football is in the guaranteed money up front. Yes. You can get cut. And yes, there's cap implications when they cut you in the middle of a, a contract. But that's that's fake money. That's money they don't have to pay you. That's money they just can't use for somebody else. So, yeah, I'm shocked that he is like so insistent on this. Like, I I, I don't know. It just it just drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. So I don't know. <clears throat> what is your thought on it? Uh, me, I'm same thing. I I understand why they gave him that franchise tag. If Dak is still there in two years, I'll be actually more surprised. Okay. Okay. I am pulling up the draft board right now for my Uh latest failure in best ball for our last question. (laughs) So last week I told you about a best ball I did uh, on Yahoo. Yes. Immediately after the episode, I started a best ball on the uh, My Fantasy League site. I am only through eight picks. That was a week ago. It is a 20-round draft. Oh, boy. I'm going to be here a while. <laughs> but I'd like you to tell me what you think of my team so far. Okay. So let me, let me for the first round, let me go through what went. And then we'll, we'll jump from there. Okay, so the order was, the order of draft, I drafted eighth. Eighth was my pick. Mm-hmm. And McCaffrey went one, Barkley went two, Zeke went three. That's what we're kind of seeing in general these days, right? Mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara went fourth. I'm like, okay. Michael Thomas went fifth. Okay. So at this point, I'm drafting in three picks. And I'm reaching for my conductor's hat because <laughs> Joe Mixon is still on the board. Of course. Derrick Henry goes sixth. Okay. And I'm adjusting the hat. <laughs> And Joe Mixon goes seventh right before I pick. So off of the board is six running backs. McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott, Kamara, Henry, and Mixon. Michael Thomas is gone. So Dalvin Cook is there. The best tight end in the draft. Best two probably. And Kelsey and Kittle are still there. Mm -hmm. Mahomes and Lamar are still there. Mm -hmm. Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams are still there. Yep. What do you think I did there? Uh, <clears throat> Six um, of the first seven picks are running back, and Michael Thomas is the lone non-running back. I'm going to go on a limb and say you picked up Mahomes. 
that's a great guess. And it's and and you know what? Because I'm such a homer, that's probably a good assumption. I did not. I grabbed Tyreek Hill. Oh, see, still it was still a chief. It was still a chief. I'm like, you know what? The value. I I just I looked at it and I'm like, you know who's gonna slip to me in round two? Josh Jacobs, Clyde edwards hilaire maybe Austin Eckler. One of those guys is gonna be there. So I grabbed Hill in the first round. Turned out I was right. Dalvin Cook went right after that, then Devontae Adams, then Travis Kelsey, and Nick Chubb. So, yes, folks, you heard that right. In a 12-team draft, eight picks in the first 12 were running backs, and Nick Chubb was a first-round pick. Wow. Now, it's Snake. So the guy who takes Chubb then takes Miles Sanders. Dude. blows my mind. Ah, why? No. Because I'm just – you tell me when I hit a name. I'm going to read – just the guys who went after this. You tell me when I hit a name, you would take Sanders first. Okay. Kenyon Drake. <clears throat> okay. Would you take Sanders or Drake? Uh, because of Eagles situation, Drake. Okay. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Clyde. Austin Eckler. Eckler. Josh Jacobs. Eh, Jacobs. Aaron Jones. I know we're getting dicey now, but little bit, with me here. A little bit. Uh, I'd probably Maybe. take Jones. Probably. Leonard Fournette. Okay, now I'd probably take Miles Sanders. Okay, and then the last one in the second round was Gurley. Those are all the guys who went in the second round. So, Hilaire didn't make it to me. I ended up getting Austin Eckler. So, I started my team with Hill and Eckler. Coming back in the third round, the only quarterback off the board was Lamar Jackson. Hmm. The best available running back was Le'Veon Bell or Jonathan Taylor. The best available wide receiver was Amari Cooper or Calvin Ridley. Kittle and Kelsey were both gone. So I grabbed Mahomes. So my first three picks were Hill, Eckler, Mahomes. That's not horrible. It's not. So after that, so the rest of the team, Hill, Eckler, Mahomes. In the fourth round, I grabbed Juju. Fifth round, I grabbed DeAndre Swift from Detroit hmm. because I have zero <clears throat> confidence in carry on Johnson. Zero. I think the the Lions feel the same way as you. And apparently the same thing because he went with pick 6-6. Six, six. I'm sorry. Uh, no. Ninth round, sixth pick. Wow. Uh, where was I? Swift. Uh, Darren Waller I got in the next round. I kind of hope Ooh, he's uh, healthy. Nice. And he went after Engram, Ertz, Andrews, Kittle, and Kelsey. So I grabbed him, I think, in the right spot. The next pick, I decided I was going to insure my Patrick Mahomes. I went and got Deshaun Watson. Hmm. It's a best ball. <clears throat> Both those guys can light it up. Here's where it gets a little iffy. <laughs> my next pick was Philip Lindsay. Okay. Yeah, I got. I, well, I felt like I needed to get a third running back just because Eckler and Swift, neither one are guarantees. And then in the ninth round, I got Jerry Judy out of Denver. And then in the 10th round, I got Christian Kirk. Hmm. That could work. So I've got I've got Mahomes and Watson. I've got Eckler, Swift, and Lindsey. I've got Waller at tight end. And at wide receiver, I've got Hill, Schuster, Judy, and Kirk. Thoughts? Say those names one more time. All right. So Mahomes and Watson. Yep. Eckler, Swift, and mm-hmm. Lindsey. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, Schuster, Judy and Kirk. Hmm. You know, for a 
for a best ball team, that is not bad. That I'm liking bad. where I'm at right now. You want to know where I'm upset about? Where? I'm going to read to you just the left to right, team 1 through 12, the number of running backs drafted through the first nine rounds. <laughs> okay. Ready? Yep. My team, 3, 5, oh. 3, 4, 4, 4, 5, me at 3, 4, 4, 3, 3. The best available running back, I don't even want to say his name. I don't even know who it is. I'm looking at the draft board, but the last <clears throat> the last running back to go was Chase Edmonds. So if Eckler, Swift, or Lindsey bite it, this team sucks. <laughs> you only, you're only my, allowed one injury. I'm only allowed one injury. Braid that draft. Off the top of your head so far, I'm only halfway through it. What do you like? A, B, C, D, F, U? Um, that's so far for best ball. I, it's a solid B. I can live with that. I was thinking C plus, honestly, I was thinking C plus. I'm very critical of my own teams. Very critical. I'm looking at team two. Team two hasn't drafted anything but wide receivers and quarter and running backs. Their running backs are Barkley, Fournette, Mack, Darius Geis, and Kashawn Vaughn from Tampa Bay. <clears throat> See, that's the, that's the thing with, with best ball. Is reach. that you can you can hoard all these players, yep. but you still only get two. Yep. So I mean, you can use well, it as a strategy, so other other teams don't get them. But right, and there's no trading. There's no trading. And there's, there's no, no pickups. There's no ad drops. So, but you know what? That that guy's gonna have a hard time finding a tight end. Is he the only guy without tight end? Nope. That guy's got no tight end. There's only two teams with no tight end in the first ten rounds. Excuse me. And one of the teams picked Zach Ertz and Hunter Henry. Hmm. That's your Dallas Goddard. In, uh, that's your Dallas Goddard, uh, whatchamacallit, um, insurance right there. Is Goddard still out there? I don't know, but <gasps> he got he got punched in the face. Yeah, I saw that. What happened there? Um, they didn't really say. He was said he was at a bar, and somebody sucker punched him in the mouth. My goodness. Yeah. So I'm auto-drafting this, by the way. I'm setting a queue. All of this has been done based off of a queue that I, I update, like, every day. Um, I'm thinking about... I think I'm going to put Dallas Goddard into the queue. I mean, you might as well. Where's my queue? I don't know. I'm not I'm not proficient with this site yet. I've just uh, used uh, Yahoo's version. It's not It's not horrible. Yeah, the Yahoo version isn't... Tor this is My only issue with this is it's taking forever. Oh, my God. Mike Williams is the next guy in my queue. This is going south. <laughs> Actually, the next highest rated tight end is Mike Jacecki. Dallas Goddard's already on my list. All right, let's see. Let's, let's add a couple more names to this list. Um, so I've got three running backs. Do I look at running backs? I mean, Latavius maybe one more. Oh, you know, Alexander Madison is sitting out there. Calvin what about what about Benny Snell. Snell? Later, later on Benny Snell, <laughs> much later. AJ Dillon's floating out there. Matt Breida? No, I don't have any faith in Breida. I don't have any faith in Pollard. Do I have faith in Pollard? Do we think Zeke is going to be healthy? I don't know. That was one of my other topics to bring up. <clears throat> well, you know what? I'm going to put Alexander Madison. And every time I I say that name, I want to say Alexander Hamilton. That's right. And <clears throat> the movie will be released soon on Disney Plus. Uh, July third. I'm actually pretty excited for it, to be honest with you. That may sound really stupid, but 
but I am really actually quite excited. Right, so I'm going to move Madison up to the top of my queue. I'm going to go Malice, Madison Goddard Gasecki and see how that goes. I am not anywhere near getting a pick. Uh, it's round, it's pick 116. I don't pick for another 12 picks. So, okay. All right, well, thank you for for, uh, sure. for judging me. So, All right, so, yeah. Yeah. No, oh, what first, I was... No, what I was going to say is, so people may be wondering why I said, yeah, Miles Sanders. This is the time of year, folks. You have to pay attention to injuries. Yep. So provided there's a season, you know, note, highlight it's that. Not a, de- <laughs> not a definite right now at all. No, it is not. Um, you have to start paying to injuries, not just about people that you're going to draft. You have to pay attention to injuries to people around them. So my thing with Miles Sanders, Brandon Brooks, their Eagles right guard, he tore his Achilles tendon, and he's done for the year. That's and bad. I don't know how many people realize, me being a Bengals fan, I definitely realize it, mm-hmm. how important the offensive line is to the entire offense. Let's, let's be honest right now. Joe Mixon is getting a lot of love in the preseason, talking about the Bengals. Why is Joe Mixon getting that love? Joe Mixon has not lived up to the hype, particularly from the two of us. No, he's not. For the last not. two years. But, and, and this is funny. Somebody said, somebody said on Twitter last week, give me any hot, give me your hottest take. And I was like, Joe Mixon, top five fantasy running back this year. And I immediately got a response <laughs> from another one of the podcasters who follows us that said, that's not a hot take, Fignuts. Everyone is saying this. And I'm like, Joe, I've been saying it for three years. <laughs> I've been wrong he for has. two years. He has. So it is a hot take. But why is it not a hot? Why was it a hot take a year ago and two years ago and not a hot take now? The unobservant or the inobservant. Again, where the hell is Tom? Tom. Either way. Inobservant or unobservant? Unobservant. Unabsorbent. Whatever. Unabsorbent? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. The person who has not been paying attention might assume that it's because Joe Burrow has ridden into town. Well, Joe Burrow changes his value. That's really not the case. Since he has one of the youngest and best, like, projected offensive lines in the league. Yes. Because they're healthy. Weren't they all hurt last year? Their number one draft pick was an offensive lineman. He did not play at all last year because he got hurt and needed surgery. And they drafted another one this year, didn't they? And they they drafted another one this year. Their offensive line is young and talented. It's unproven, right? but it is young, which is the first thing you need, and talented, which, shocking news to everybody, is the second thing you need. Yeah. Offensive lines matter. Huge, particularly for running backs. Half the reason people are big on Joe Mixon, and other and some, some analysts won't talk about this, because A, offensive linemen aren't sexy to talk about, They're and not. B... Because it makes it, and I'm not saying all analysts are like this. I'm not putting everybody into a box, but some analysts feel like this is going to make them look good. They saw what you didn't. They're going to look like they have some sort of insight that you don't. Ha- Offensive line matters. It does. They don't have. <clears throat> they have good insight. They're analysts for a reason, but they don't have crystal balls that you don't have. Craig is absolutely right. Pay attention to what goes on around the players you want. Phillies, like Craig said, Phillies already got injuries, and Phillies' offensive line last year 
was not exactly something you wrote home to mom about unless you were writing home to mom in a Civil War era letter <laughs> talking about how badly you got beat on the battlefield. By the yep. way, just a, a true second aside. Yeah. Did you see about this lady in Branson, Missouri, who got caught on video screaming about the KKK and the, the, the Confederate flag and, and supporting those two things? Uh, and she I, was like, I saw the headline, but I didn't, I didn't really read it. The, the short version is she was screaming about it. Like, you know, the KKK matters and, you know, the Confederate flag is our heritage, blah, blah, blah. And when people sat her down, she's actually moved out of her town from the backlash from this, by the way. When they sat her down and said, you know, you know, the Confederate flag is associated with the South, which was pro-slavery, right? Her response was, I had no idea about the history of the flag. Really? Have you not seen Ken Burns' Civil War documentary? Isn't that like required viewing everywhere you go? Have you not heard the letters from Elijah Hunt Rhodes about how the rebels were run into the forest? Yeah, that's, um, it's yeah. Weird, right? I, it's, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I know it's non-football there, but it's just like, I'm like, lady, how do you not know that's what that flag came from? How, how do you not know that? You know, it, and it's, it just speaks to, it just speaks to, you got to be careful nowadays. You can't just walk around spewing the first thing that comes out of your mouth anymore in public because you can't, because if you don't know what you're talking about, like this lady, she moved. She had to give up her home and move out of town because she was so far off. Oh, she actually moved? <clears throat> she moved out of Branson, Missouri after the backlash of her being wow. on the internet. Yes. Wow. She moved out of her house and then released a statement saying, I'm sorry, I didn't know that's what the Confederate flag stood for. Why do you think <laughs> they call it the Confederate flag? I, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I, I don't know. So quick aside, stay in school, kids. Yep. And oh, if you're but... not in school, watch the Ken Burns documentary. It's like 50 hours long. It's good, though. But you'll actually know it's what good. the hell you're talking about. What do you got for me? Uh, no, what I was going to really say about Mixon really quick, another reason why yeah. people are high on him. Last season, yeah. he got um, over 1,100 yards, and he did team. most of that by himself. Yep. So, on a team with a bad offensive line and a quarterback and a, transition. And a broken receiver. So Yeah, and their best receiver absolutely <laughs> shot. Yep. So That's we'll a see. great point. Great point. All right, so. Uh, this being our 150th episode, I went back and I listened to episode number 100. I love when people say, check the tape for stuff that they said. <laughs> so I did. I checked the tape. Because we have all of it. Yes. Which is something we have to discuss, by the way. We are out of storage. <laughs> we're going to have to archive some stuff. <laughs> we're going to have to archive some stuff. We literally, we, we, we bought a 15 gigabyte storage server and it's like at 14.8 gigs <laughs> it's hanging close. on I mean, yeah but it's not gonna hang on through season four no we're gonna have to figure something out it's time to go buy one of the and that's the thing memory sticks now are so cheap they really are you could probably get a 30 gig stick for like 15 bucks and just archive the whole thing and be this is true this is very anyway. true so i thought it might be fun if i brought to you some of the things we said about a year ago on our 100th episode. First off, 
we promised that we were going to make a trip to Hoax Brewing at the Beer Axe in East Haven. We did. We have not done that. Well, you you went, have, didn't you? I have been. I have not been with you. It's an interesting place. For folks who are outside Connecticut, the Beer Axe is a beer brewing collaborative. A lot of different brewers brew out of there and sell out of there. The outside looks like the outside looks like a, an industrial park, which so many breweries do. And the inside looks like every small biker bar you've ever seen on TV. Really? And the and their biggest claim to fame when we were there was that they were brewing a beer made out of goat bones. You heard me right. Goat bones. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. The goat bone brew, which I refuse to try. They were like, yeah, it'll be out in like a couple of weeks. We had to get special permission because we're using goat in it. I'm like, what? Why are we having this conversation? <laughs> Conversations you never thought you'd have. Seriously. I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm having a conversation about goat bones in a beer. So um, so we didn't do that. But what we did do was made three bold predictions for the upcoming season, and the upcoming season being the season that just ended. Thought you might like to hear how those ended up. Not good, at least for uh, me. Well, let's let's see. So Craig's first prediction was that Joe Mixon would be a top five running back, and to be fair, I agreed with him. Mixon was thirteenth in PPR. He was. Joe Mixon was not a top five. Will he be back, this so year? Stripe. Probably. I think so. I think so. I mean, but there's so many. See, I think I think one of the big three: McCaffrey, Barkley, or Zeke. Pick your poison. I think one of them's going to have a bad year. I can't I think, tell you which. I think it's going to be Zeke. I just, I just got a feeling. Have, did you really feel. quick aside? Did you watch the video of him saying how he feels better? I did not, but everyone I've read about it says he looks like he's struggling to breathe. He is. If it's a forty-second clip, you can find it on Twitter or ESPN or whatever. So he's saying that he. He feels better, clearly, but you can tell he's having a really tired time catching his breath, and he's just talking. He's like, yeah, so then I feel better, and uh, so, you know, like, that's not good. That is not good. So here's my question. Here's my question to you. Mm. you would you draft Zeke in a top three in redraft leagues this year? Is he a top Honestly, three Honestly, I would have to try to find another video of him talking. Because I've yeah, seen other videos of just even regular people who've had COVID talking. It's not easy for a lot of them. No. Like, they're, yeah, they're I agree. always trying to catch their breath, even though they feel I, generally okay. I absolutely agree. You could not be more right about that. So, so Craig misses first one. Your second one, <laughs> God damn you, <laughs> was so hard to research. But I did. <laughs> So Craig said by the end of week six, yep. Fitzmagic would be a top <laughs> 10 quarterback. So I had to go out and find a place that would only show me fantasy numbers week one through six. You know what? I'm impressed that you did. I, I, I just did like four Google searches and I finally found one. I don't even remember what the site was. So you want, do you want to know where Fitz was at the end of week six in his rankings? Where was my buddy? He was 34th. <clears throat> He was 34th <laughs> among all quarterbacks in fantasy football at the end of week six. You know what 
Do you know what's crazy is Devontae Parker was like ranked ninth in receivers. Yeah, I believe it. Hmm. Ironically enough, we also said that fit that uh Fitzpatrick. Why don't I call him Fitzgerald? It's Fitzpatrick, <laughs> right? I'm saying mm-hmm. that right. Yes, Fitzpatrick. Uh, Fitzpatrick. We also said Fitzpatrick is a leprechaun because when you don't pay attention to him, he's magical. But the moment you say, "Oh my God, look at him! He's doing well!" All of a sudden, it just drops that's off <laughs> that is true. That is very. We said true. it last year. I'll stand by it. So Craig it was to zero for two. His third and final <laughs> one was that Kenyon Drake would be in the top. <sighs> 15 running backs he was not do you know how close you got though how close he was number 17 in oh damn it that was close spots away like one touchdown would have gotten it for him damn. that's how close he was for you to being right <sighs> so how did you do so craig uh, well you know what before i get there i'm gonna open another beer oh what are you drinking so New Park Brewing delivered again <laughs> to Milford, which is why you need to come see me is because I have some tasty New Park in the fridge for you. And it's not just IPAs and blenders this time. I've got a Goza in really? the fridge for you. Yes, they made a Goza, which I'm actually curious to try, but I'm scared. Why? Um, because Goza's, Goza's for, for people who have no idea what I'm talking about, a Goza is an Icelandic sour. They tend to be very salty. Um because of that i don't like sours oh is this like the and, uh two roots like seaweed thing remember that no seaweed goes it was like a uh, collab uh, collaboration beer they did i know what you're talking about but there's another goes that they make on a regular basis that i was just like oh my god bush I, what, did, what, what did you just open um this was the other beer to my fridge you do not like this beer it's from two roads it's wee demon Oh yeah, not a fa- not a fan of the Wee Demon. I wouldn't say no to it if it's the only thing in my fridge, but I'm just not a fan. So anyway, from New Park, I am drinking Wavelength. It's an IPA. I've tried it already. It's very juicy. I, I they don't say it's a New England IPA. It's a New England IPA. Sorry, right, so let's open that up. Ah, uh, so Craig can lick his wounds Gosh. after getting none of his <laughs> uh, picks right. All right, so mine. The first thing I said was that Cortland Sutton would be a top 20 wide receiver. I didn't know they were going to trade Emmanuel Sanders. I didn't know Joe Flacco was going (laughs) to suck. If you remember last year, I was big on Joe Flacco. But Cortland Sutton was still the number 17 wide receiver in a PPR. So I was absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. So point to me. What do you think about him this year? Cortland Sutton keeps the party going. Locke at a deal in Denver. Some people are really high on Locke. They're in a minority. They are. I've noticed that. Did you see in that redraft league? Or not, not a league, but like a somebody did a redraft for all the NFL teams, and Denver picked Drew Locke again. <laughs> I think Drew Locke has great potential there. He does. I'm not sold on. But if I were in a dynasty, I would want to lock up. Pardon the phrase. I'd want to lock up Drew Locke. I would. I would. Don't even ask me about our dynasty. Oh, we got to talk about <laughs> Scott Fishbowl, too. Oh, we do. We, that's right. We do. I am, in, I am so in over my head. Excellent. I, there, there well, tell no everyone way. what that is. Did we tell them last week? Okay. We, we've, we've mentioned it once or twice. We got invited to participate as an analyst in the Scott Fishbowl, which is a uh, celebrity slash fan tournament 
Um, it's a couple thousand teams, honestly, and it's for the Fantasy Cares movement. They raise money for Toys for Tots and uh, some other charities. We made a donation to a local charity in our area called the Kennedy Center, where it just so happens I actually work. Um, and I actually just did a fundraiser for them on Tuesday night. Uh, I did a virtual fundraiser for them where I emceed because somebody let slip that I run a podcast and all of a sudden that qualified me as an MC. Nice. Uh, but it went very well. And we made money for the cause. Excuse me. Um, but in terms of the, the fishbowl, what that entails, we are going to be playing in a, a group of players with other family fantasy analysts. We did get assigned to a division. We are in, because it's all based on toys. We are in the Snoopy snow cone division. Nice. As we had requested. <clears throat> we are, we did not get the pick we requested. Ooh, I'm getting an update that they're 98% full. Ooh. So let's see. Oh, our division's full. Our entire oh. division's full. Okay, so here's what we so we are in we are in the four slot in the Snoopy Snow Cone machine. You know what? Why am I doing this? Stop what you're doing, Britt. Stop it. Finish with the first thing. One topic at a time, right? One topic at a time. But I'm going to rush through my topic because I want to get to this because this is really cool. Um so Cortland Sutton was top 20. I also said Saquon Barkley would not finish the year as a top three running back. I got a lot of pushback on that, particularly on Twitter. Really? A lot of pushback. Oh, you're crazy. He was number 10 in a PPR, folks. I was right. Twitter was wrong. Learn your lesson. Twitter, <laughs> keep losing. We told you David Johnson was no good, even though he was jumping out of pools. We told you Saquon Barkley was not a top three running back. Y'all told me I was nuts. I was right. So I got two out of the I got my first two. The third one I got wrong. And again, I made another claim that was hard to check out. I said Austin Eckler would have more goal line carries than Melvin Gordon. It wasn't even close. Eckler got seven goal line carries. Gordon got 13. Not even close. So I was wrong about that. So I, but I got two of my burning my uh, my hot takes for the season right. Um, maybe next week during our season opener, we'll do some hot takes for the the upcoming season. You know what I want to do? Plan on this because next week we're going to start our uh, uh, position previews. Next week is going to be quarterbacks, right? <clears throat> That's right. Which, which reminds me, I need your your uh, your rank. Yes, I have to send you those this weekend. Um, yeah, please do. Um, well, so pick one quarterback hot take. Let's do it by position this year. I want one per position. I want you to give me a hot take about a quarterback for fantasy this year when we meet next next week. Okay, so. fair, fair. All right, so in our division, <clears throat> mm -hmm. there is one, two, three, four fans and eight analysts. We are one of eight analysts invited to this particular division, which is the Snoopy Snow Cone Machine. We're up against Chris Moxley. It does not tell me where he's from, and I don't recognize his name. But he is drafting one. Isn't that the wrestler? Oh, no, that's John Moxley. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, a, a young, uh, I'm going to say young. I have no idea. Daniel Nsinga is a fan from the four for four, George Kritikas. Then we are drafting in the four hole. Fifth is a fan named Daniel Grant. Sixth is a from the player profiler website or podcast. Just tells me player, player profiler is Jeremy McCarthy. Then from Fantasy Pros, one of the sites I love to use, Bobby Sylvester. He's one of their baseball experts. He's going to be an analyst in this. 
Can't wait to kick his ass. Uh, Jerry O'Shea is a fan drafting seventh. Number eight, we got Sean Montiel from Number Fire. Oh. Have you been to Number Fire? <clears throat> Not recently, but yes. My, the source loves that site. Loves it. So uh, we also have uh, Timothy Talmadge from Rotoviz. Uh, Randy Paulson is a fan. And then the last pick is going to go to Jennifer Eakins from the 4 for 4. So we've got a couple of like, we don't have like an ESPN big name here, but we got guys who work for Fantasy Pros and Number Fire in our division. Oh, we got to be ready, something. Craig. It's going to be something. It, it's probably not going to be worth any money, but that's <laughs> going to be something. That is true. So, so let me just take a minute just to tell you about <clears throat> the rules in this league are unique. Okay. The scoring, scoring does change every year. He fine-tunes the scoring every year. We start 11 players, a QB, mm-hmm. two running back, mm-hmm. three wide receiver, and a tight end, and okay. then four flex. Wow. One of those four flex can be a QB, so a total of 11. Ooh. No Our defense. Is, no defense, no kickers. Hmm. Our bench is also 11 players, so we're going to draft 22 people. Hmm. It's a deep bench league. Wow. Passing, six points for a passing touchdown. Okay. Some places do that. It's minus four for every interception. Okay. That's a little high. All right. It's an additional minus two if the interception is returned for a touchdown. So a pick six is minus six for a quarterback. Get the feeling we got to make sure or guys that turn the ball over are going to be lower ranked. <laughs> a point for every 25 yards and it's fractional. So we should draft Jameis Winston, is what you're saying. No. Jameis Winston is not a top 10 quarterback in this system at all. Uh, You also lose a point for every time your quarterback is sacked, and you lose a point for every incompletion. And you get a half a point for every completion. So you get penalized for pick six. You get penalized for incompletions and sacks. This, the, the passing in this league is really all about efficiency. True. I mean, it usually is, isn't it? Well, but we don't do incompletion and completion numbers. We don't charge extra for pick six. That's that's true. We don't. Though that's a, that's an interesting, interesting little added thing though. Hmm. So this is why I said you and I are going to have to sit down and talk about this because they're also very clear. The idiot that signed up for this is the idiot who has to run it. So if you want if you want to be on a if we want to be like on Skype or something during the draft that's fine but I'm the one pushing the button. That's true. <clears throat> now so, what do you get if you win? You get to claim that you're an FSF of letters. SFBX champion. And let me tell you because this is this is the 10th year. So that's why they're calling it the SFBX. The previous champions are all SFB8, SFB9, etc. People put this all over their Twitter handles. We have been followed in the last um, month by about 100 new accounts. And when I go and I look at who started following us, they all have it in a description. Fantasy football enthusiast, SFB8 champion. Hmm. People brag about this. This is major bragging rights, this league. And it's for fantasy. And it's for fantasy. And there's a huge line to get in. Over 10,000 people signed up for these leagues. That's a lot of people. 
a lot of people. And how many so. how many teams are in this league? I there's like 15 divisions at 12 each. Wow. And it is there's the playoffs take oh, the like playoffs, the last six. It's like hockey. <laughs> the playoff yeah. <laughs> I won't do I won't do the playoff structure on the air until we know it's going to matter. But I'll tell you off the air about the playoff structure. Uh, rushing, pretty standard, point per 10, six for a rushing touchdown. <laughs> mm-hmm. But here's the here's the interesting one. You get a half point every time you get a first down. Hmm. So, again, what's the what is the theme here? Efficiency. If you can move the ball, I don't care if you get nine yards on third and ten. I don't get if, care if you get 15 yards on third and 20. Can you get the first down? Interesting hmm. to me. Interesting. Re- receiving Mixon. the same... Yeah, Joe Mixon. Yeah. <laughs> so we're really going to have to sit down and look at this. This is going to take an entirely different kind of analysis. Receiving is about the same thing. Uh, six points for a touchdown. Oh, breaking news. A trade has been completed in the Fantasy Dynasty League. What just happened? Who? What? Where? Our Dynasty League. The Dynasty League. Jacoby Myers has just been traded for Randall Cobb in our Fantasy League. I don't. Who is Jacoby Myers? Sure. He's that okay. that guy. That's good. That's fantastic. Um, right. So again, the, the they get the half point per first down. They get a half point per reception. It's a half point PPR. Um, tight ends. Oh, he's the uh, receiver in the Patriots. Oh yeah. Okay. Tight ends, in addition to all the standard receiving stuff get a full point instead of a half point to get a full point per first down and they get a full point per reception. So wideouts only get a half tight ends get a full point. So all of a sudden tight ends who catch a lot of passes get very expensive. The chiefs love to throw to Travis Kelsey on third down. Love it. Travis Kelsey all of a sudden becomes a first-round pick in this format. Very unique format. Hmm. Very unique. Uh, and then the last that thing is, is on, re- on returns, you get six points for any return touchdown, but you get six points if your player recovers a ball in the end zone for a TD. Hmm. Are they doing return yardage? Nope. Just touchdowns. If they don't score a touchdown, nothing about the return matters. Hmm. Now, All here's right. the you know, here's the thing you need to know. The draft starts July 6th. We have to get to work. We have a little more than a week. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> so, it'll be 22 rounds, snake style. But Let me see about the, the playoffs, and then we'll move on from it. But I'm so excited to be a part of this. Okay, yeah, so no, it should 14, be fun. There's 10,000 people who tried to get in. 1,440 of us got in. Eight wins wow. is an auto bid into the tournament. If you don't make the top 48 in your conference, you'll be added in your conference playoffs. will have more than 48 teams. Each conference has 96 teams. 48 makes the playoffs. So you play 12 weeks. If you win eight games, regardless of how good your division is, you get to the main event playoffs. Uh, first round gets a bye for the best team in each division. There'll be 32 wildcard teams that play week 13. Playoffs run weeks 13 through 16. 16 is a final between teams from all 15 conferences. That's a total points affair. 
So no head-to-head in that playoff. The playoff is essentially, you know, best ball format. Mm. You've got to set a lineup and everything, but it's going to be total points. It's not going to be, well, I was better than you and I advance, even though I may not have as many points as another matchup. I am so psyched for this, but I am scared to death. (laughs) It's different, that's for sure. I can't embarrass us in this. <laughs> I can't. Hey, we just have to. Pitch. We just have to eight wins. Eight wins out of twelve weeks. All right, that's that's doable. It's doable. It's doable, but we're up against like legit people here. No, what we're do they play- know? Just because they get paid for all this info we give out for free? It's just because you do this for a living. <laughs> bah. <laughs> So I I am I am psyched, but I I am scared. I am psyched, but I am scared. And believe it or not, we are just about out of time. Sad. Hi Deb. Hi to Deb. Thank you to Deb, who has been a loyal subscriber and listener since like the very beginning. She has. It was probably about a quarter of the way through season one, where just in a conversation we said to her, "Yeah, we started a podcast," and she was like, "You have a podcast." And we were like, yeah. And she was like, well, why didn't you tell me? Because it's about football and beer and you don't really like either. <laughs> and she was like, but well, she's been listening ever since. She so, has. That's true. Lester, we appreciate that. Craig, as episode 150 and season three draws to a close, wow. what's on your mind? Whew. It's been a it's been a ride. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm thrilled we're in season three now to do season four. Um like I always say, this it went by really fast. Can't even really believe did. it's been three seasons. 150 episodes. 150 episodes. And we only produce weekly, and that's the thing. A lot of places are like, well, we've got 445 episodes in five years. Great. I'm glad that you have the time and the resources to <laughs> exactly. work twice a week. That's fantastic. That's not us. We are a weekly uh, deal, and we appreciate that we're a weekly deal. And we're consistent and for the most part. For the most part. I mean, this is well, – did I start this by saying this is the first year we've been on time? Exactly. So, you know, we're consistent-ish. Damn it. <laughs> but we do try. Um, I guess for me, I, I just I, – I look around the world outside today, and it's, it's a very crazy time. We don't know if there's going to be a season, folks. We, we honestly don't. don't. We legit don't. We legit don't. We, oh, but we, but Craig and I are going to prepare as if a season is going to happen. We're going to prepare as if a full season is going to is going to happen, so that you guys are ready for your fantasy drafts. If all goes well, in a month and a half, we'll be gathering either virtually or in person with the people we play with and having our fantasy drafts in about six to eight weeks. Think about that. Think about that. Our big draft is always on Labor Day weekend. That's only eight weeks away. Yeah. That's eight weeks from this Monday. It is it's time it's it's time to shift gears. The off season is always a combination of too long and too short. It's too long and that a lot doesn't happen, and it's too short and that oh my god, it's time to start putting together rankings again. But here we are. And we thank you all for joining us on this journey. If you are new to the podcast, we thank you for coming along. We have had a lot of interest since we got into the FSBX. A lot of people have been asking about our podcast. Um, We are not a traditional football podcast. If you've just figured that out, we are much more about two guys who are here to talk about um, football and enjoy life. Uh, Once the season starts, 
you're going to hear almost exclusively DFS. You know, I mean, that's 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 90 percent of what we do. So basically, the formula for this podcast is July and August is dedicated to draft. September through January is dedicated to DFS. And the whole time in between is dedicated to beer. That's right. About sums it up, don't it? Yeah, that's I think that's a, actually a perfect summary of how it is. That's a great summary. So um, if you're listening to us, leave us a review wherever you listen to us. Like I said, we're not the we're not what people consider the typical football podcast. If you're looking for somebody who's going to log on and go, Joe Mixon had exactly three point yards per carry <laughs> when outdoors, but four point one when he was indoors. You should only start Joe Mixon at Indian up. Stop it. <laughs> that's not us. Those guys are great when what they do. That's not us. Um, but we do appreciate your reviews. So please leave us a review wherever you listen to us. All of our reviews every year come in July and August. Every year. That's it. Yeah, Nobody that's, ever our, leaves us <clears throat> that's our uh, peak time. It's our peak time, and we appreciate it. So we're, we're uh, excited to be bringing that to you. Uh, if you listen to us anywhere, Apple, Stitcher, uh, Player FM, iHeartRadio, we're on uh, Spotify. Leave us reviews wherever you find us. If you'd like to reach out to us, we're on Twitter at FignutsDFS uh, on Twitter. And we're also available through email at the Fignuts at FignutsDFS at gmail.com. There, I got that. I spit that out. So, Craig, are you ready to get re- into the rankings next week? <sighs> yes. All right. Yes. Good. Because it is going to happen. It is going to happen. <laughs> I already have the Cinch's rankings. I already have the cinches rankings. It's go time, baby. I haven't done mine yet. I have cinches. But I haven't done mine. But, have, but, I will, but will you get Sean's? That's really the question. That's the question. The source has already told me he, unfortunately, work is crazy because of the restrictions and COVID and everything. The uh, source is not going to be able to contribute this year to the the, the, the rankings. But um, he'll join us in spirit, I'm sure. Uh, I told him he can make it up to us by helping us prepare for the fishbowl. So. Um, all right, but in, so next week we'll be back. We will start with our quarterback rankings. The week after that, it'll be running backs. The week after that, it'll be wide receivers. And we will finish July with everything else, tight end, kicker, defense in one episode. And then in August, we're going to be talking about strategy and updates. Thank you so much for listening for the three years. Thank you so much for joining Craig and I on this crazy journey. Until next week and the start of season four, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast.